Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, the two major stories as we come on the air. The hurricane that has over 20 million people in its path and could hit Wednesday as a Category 3. Plus, the second night of protests in Wisconsin following Jacob Blake's shooting. His family saying tonight, Jacob may never walk again. Hurricane Laura, predicted to be a beast of a storm. With life-threatening storm surge and dangerous winds, law enforcement going door-to-door as more than half a million are ordered to evacuate. A family's anguish. They shot my son seven times. Jacob Blake's parents ask for justice as his mother denounces violence. And basketball superstar LeBron James condemns the police shooting. We are scared as black people in America. 2020 America Decides, tonight's Republican National Convention will feature First Lady Melania Trump from the Rose Garden. And Secretary of State Mike Pompeo shatters tradition with a political speech from Jerusalem. Only on CBS, the FDA commissioner backtracks. Why Dr. Stephen Hahn now says data he shared was misleading. And some experts are concerned the administration may politicize a vaccine nationwide laptop shortage as kids go back to school remotely while schools are having trouble buying computers. Jerry Falwell Jr. embroiled in scandal. The man who helped deliver Trump the evangelical vote in 2016 tonight speaks to CBS News. What he says about the pool attendant who alleges a seven-year-long affair with Falwell and his wife. And finally, meet a man who went from security guard to medical student at the very same hospital. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news on two major stories tonight. The growing anger nationwide over the police shooting of a black man in Wisconsin and the growing threat of a powerful hurricane slamming into the Gulf Coast tomorrow night. Now, as we come on the air, at least 20 million people are in the path of that storm, and half a million more have been ordered to evacuate immediately. Hurricane Laura, which is currently gaining strength in the Gulf of Mexico, is expected to be a monster, crashing into the Louisiana and Texas coast as a Category 3 or even a Category 4 about 24 hours from now. Forecasters say the storm surge is unique because it is gaining strength so quickly and it could unleash a surge of seawater more than 10 feet high when it makes landfall. Texas's governor says he expects Laura's high winds will create devastating damage and is declaring a disaster area across much of the eastern part of that state. Now, at the same time tonight, Wisconsin's governor is declaring a state of emergency as his state races for another night of violent protests over the shooting of Jacob Blake. Protesters set fires and police fired tear gas in Kenosha, Wisconsin overnight after video emerged showing Blake being shot seven times in the back at close range by a police officer. Now, tonight, Blake's attorney says the 29-year-old is paralyzed from the waist down and that it will take a miracle for him to walk again. There's a lot of new reporting to get to tonight. Our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. And we're going to begin tonight with CBS's Maria Villarreal in the storm zone on the Texas coast. Good evening, Maria. Good evening, Nora. Right now it is eerily quiet here, but that'll all change in about 24 hours. People are on edge, and that's because three years ago to the day, Hurricane Harvey hit this part of Texas, leaving absolute devastation in its wake. Sheriff's office. In the low-lying neighborhoods around Beaumont, Jefferson County deputies are going door-to-door to deliver an urgent warning for people living in Hurricane Laura's path. There's a mandatory evacuation if you choose to leave. Sheriff Zena Stevens just got back into her own house after being flooded out during Tropical Storm Imelda last September. My story is a lot of people in our community's story. And so we understand how fast things can go really bad. Are y'all leaving? Yeah. The Civic Center is now a staging area for residents who need help getting out. But even with mandatory evacuation orders in place, some residents are refusing to leave. If something were to happen to the roof or something, I'd want to be here to fix it while I could. I mean, but that's pretty dangerous. I know. We've been fortunate so far. Um, We've made it. It's just scary to leave your stuff behind. More than half a million people in Texas and Louisiana are being ordered to evacuate. Space is limited and evacuations are more complicated with COVID-19. Remember, just because a hurricane is coming to Texas does not mean that COVID-19 either has or is going to leave Texas. Experts predict Hurricane Laura's winds could mimic what we saw in Hurricanes Ike and Rita. Right now, officials are warning people that this area will take a direct hit and they should be bracing for the worst. Nora? Maria Villarreal, thank you. Now let's get the latest storm track from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie? Well, Nora, the latest from the National Hurricane Center has us with an 80-mile-per-hour Category 1 hurricane. It's right now about 500 miles or so from Galveston, Texas. But take a look at where this is going. It's a Category 1 with nothing but open water in front of it. Nor that water is so warm, it's going to get stronger with each passing hour. We think it's going to make landfall as a major hurricane at Category 3. Winds 115 miles per hour. And the circulation around that storm, wherever the landfall is, 
and this is the third model run in a row that puts it right on the Texas-Louisiana border, so our confidence is high, and that's where it's going. If you're on the left side of the track, you're going to get the, the water being pushed away from shore, but if you're on the right-hand side, you're getting storm surge up to 13 feet. Right now it's saying for portions of western Louisiana, but the whole thing could wobble by 50 miles. Then Galveston, you would be really catching the worst of it. In terms of what's going to happen with that storm surge, we really think the worst of it's going to be tomorrow night into early Thursday morning. That's when it really gets bad out there. Again, 13 feet of storm surge, Nora. That's, that's up to the halfway up the second story of people's houses. Uh, it's a lot of water and for folks who don't need it. And that's incredibly dangerous. Lonnie Quinn, thank you. The FBI is now assisting in the investigation of the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin. Blake was shot in the back by police, and his attorney says he's now paralyzed. The governor has declared a state of emergency in Kenosha following violent protests and doubled the number of National Guard troops deployed there. CBS's Mola Lenghi reports tonight from Kenosha. They shot my son. Seven times, seven times, like he didn't matter, but my son matters. Jacob Blake Sr. broke down while talking about what happened to his son on Sunday. New cell phone video shows the moments leading up to the shooting that left 29-year-old Jacob Blake seriously wounded. Blake appearing to struggle with at least one officer next to an SUV before police opened fire, appearing to shoot Blake in the back while his three children were in the car. Can you imagine what his eight-year-old son who was celebrating his birthday is gonna think about every time he has his birthday? Police say they were responding to a domestic disturbance call when the shooting happened. Tonight, family attorney Benjamin Crump says Blake is paralyzed. It is gonna take a miracle for Jacob Blake Jr. to ever walk again. The shooting sparked another night of protests in Kenosha. Cars and buildings set on fire. Police firing tear gas into crowds, defying the city's 8 p.m. curfew. Athletes are also using their platforms to call for change. Amid the NBA playoffs, LeBron James is speaking out. We are scared as black people in America. Black men, black women, black kids. We are, we are terrified. Because you don't know. You have no idea. You have no idea how that cop that day left the house. Tonight, Blake's mother, Julia Jackson, is calling for peaceful protests. As I pray for my son's healing, I also have been praying, even before this, for the healing of our country. Well, the Wisconsin Department of Justice is investigating the shooting and plans to have a report out within 30 days. Federal investigators are assisting in that. But Jacob Blake's father told me today that he already has no confidence in that investigation. The family is calling for the immediate firing of the officers involved in the shooting. Nora. Mololengi, thank you. And tonight at their convention, Republicans are expected to keep up their law and order theme while trying to portray Democrats as agents of chaos. But the speeches from President Trump's family and loyalists are drawing attention not just for what they're saying, but for where they're saying it. CBS's Weijia Zhang is at the White House tonight. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening to you, Nora. First Lady Melania Trump will make live remarks as tonight's marquee speaker, making waves because her venue is right here at the White House. And the Secretary of State is defending himself for supporting President Trump's reelection campaign while on a work trip overseas. 
With the White House as a backdrop for this week's Republican convention, the Trump administration is breaking the decades-old tradition that separated governing and campaigning. Tonight, First Lady Melania Trump will speak from the newly refurbished Rose Garden, while President Trump will give his acceptance speech Thursday on the South Lawn. Mike Pompeo will also shatter precedent with his remarks tonight from Jerusalem, becoming the first Secretary of State to address the convention in over over 75 years, in doing so, violating his own department's policy banning diplomats from engaging in political activity. To me, it's it's reckless. Uh, it is counter to the traditions of our country. Ahead of the convention kickoff last night, campaign officials touted an optimistic tone to celebrate a land of promise. It's a horror film, really. But many speakers delivered dire warnings. But Biden's radical left-wing policies would stop our economic recovery cold. Campaign advisor Kimberly Guilfoyle was a former assistant DA in California. And the Democrats turned it into a land of discarded heroin needles in parks, riots in streets, and blackouts in homes. Meanwhile, the president's FDA commissioner is apologizing for overstating the benefits of convalescent plasma as a COVID-19 treatment, something he and the president hailed as a breakthrough on Sunday night. As I mentioned, I could have done a better job of explaining that at the press conference yesterday. Han originally claimed the treatment improved chances for survival by 35 percent. There was a 35 percent improvement in survival, which is a significant clinical benefit. But that number has been widely disputed. Former FDA official Peter Lorre called the walkback embarrassing. The government has not been relying on sound science throughout this pandemic. And to see somebody put forth something that is so clearly inaccurate tends to reinforce that perception. Dr. Lorre said he's mostly worried that Americans will be skeptical about getting a COVID-19 vaccine if the FDA's credibility is shot. Commissioner Hahn will have the final word in approving one. Tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci is warning against pushing one out too fast. Nora? And that's why the FDA commissioner apologized today. Weijia Zhang, thank you. And this programming note will have live coverage of the Republican National Convention beginning tonight at 10 Eastern, 9 Central, and hope you'll join us again. Now to breaking news in the coronavirus pandemic. Seven students at Florida State University faced discipline tonight for violating COVID regulations when they hosted an open house party. And tonight, Texas A&M is reporting an outbreak of more than 400 cases. Today, the death toll from COVID in the U.S. topped 178,000, with more than 5.7 million confirmed cases. We get more now from CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. Colleges are battling both the virus and students' behavior. Bars near the University of Alabama have been ordered closed for two weeks. Fall in Tuscaloosa is in serious jeopardy. Five colleges alone are reporting more than 2,100 cases since the end of July. At the University of North Carolina, last week's positivity rate was more than 32 percent. Ohio State University has suspended 228 students so far for violating COVID rules. But remote learning for the nation's K-12 students is proving challenging, too. How many computers short are you? At least probably between 1,000 and 2,000. Tom Baumgarten, superintendent of California's Morongo Unified School District east of Los Angeles, says this affects lower-income students. It's almost like I'm taking the pencils and paper away from them when I don't have a computer for them. 
An Associated Press investigation found computer companies may be 5 million laptops short, in part due to trade restrictions with China. In the meantime, New York City is looking at outdoor classes, just like it did during outbreaks in the early 1900s. Uh, we can close off streets for a period of time. In certain cases, we can make space available in local parks. Here in Florida, the battle continues between the state and the largest teachers union. The state is now appealing a judge's ruling that prevents it from forcing most school districts to reopen to in-person instruction. Nora? Manuel Bajorquez, thank you. Tonight, Jerry Falwell Jr. tells CBS News he is stepping down as president of Liberty University in the wake of salacious allegations involving his wife, a young pool attendant, and Falwell, the evangelical leader and son of the university's founder. We get more now from CBS's Jerika Duncan. Today's news comes amid allegations that Jerry Falwell Jr., while president of one of the nation's largest Christian universities, used to watch his wife Becky have sex with another man. Giancarlo Granda told Reuters that he was about 20 years old and working as a hotel pool boy when he began a years-long sexual relationship involving the Falwells. Granda shared evidence with Reuters that he said supports his account, including this phone call. His new thing is like telling me every time he hooks up with people, like, like <laughs> I don't have feelings or something. You don't make a joke, man. Yeah. Uh, not trying to do that. Falwell's powerful endorsement of Donald Trump in 2016 was the first by a major evangelical leader. We must unite behind Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Falwell tells CBS News the Reuters article was 90% false and, quote, I didn't sit and watch anything. That's stupid. But he says his wife did have an affair with Granda while also alleging that the young man was engaging in extortion and threatening behavior like something out of the movie Fatal Attraction. Falwell's resignation brings an end to a tumultuous August. Earlier this month, he took an indefinite leave of absence after posting this Instagram photo. He is seen with his arm around a woman while both had their pants unzipped. A spokesperson for Granda told us that he has no comment at this time. Falwell tells CBS News he believes he was targeted because of the number of evangelicals that he was able to bring over for Donald Trump in 2016. He told us today by phone, quote, bottom line, it's an election year, and I expected this. Nora? CBS's Jerika Duncan. Thank you. Calmer weather is helping thousands of firefighters battling two of the largest wildfires in California's history. But officials warn today of the continuing threat of extreme fire behavior. Lightning on Monday sparked 10 new fires. More than 1,000 homes have been destroyed and at least seven people have died. More than a dozen people have been arrested for looting evacuated homes. Now this story, track legend Usain, Usain Bolt has t- tested positive for the coronavirus, according to Jamaica's health minister. The eight-time Olympic gold medalist who holds world records in both the 100 and 200 meters celebrated his 34th birthday last week at a party where few wore masks. Bolt is asymptomatic and quarantining at home. A former security guard is now training to be a doctor at the same hospital, and he's working just as hard to help others follow in his footsteps. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. When Russell Liday stepped out of his security uniform and into his white coat, the moment was not lost on him. There was a time when black people couldn't be a lawyer, a doctor, 
an engineer or anything. They were just property. One night in 2010, while working as a guard at Louisiana's Baton Rouge General Medical Center, Lede was escorting a surgeon to the emergency room when he found some courage. And I was like, well, you think I could shadow you? And he looked at me and he was like, well, yeah, why not? Today, the 34-year-old is a third-year medical student in rotation at that same hospital. And if that isn't impressive enough, the father of two is also a U.S. Navy veteran with a Ph.D. in molecular oncology. He founded the 15 White Coats with black medical students seen in viral photos posing in front of former slave quarters. They're raising scholarship money for aspiring med students. So, Dr. Lede, how does it feel to wear that white coat? Oh, this is, it's the highest honor. But to be here is, it's heart jolting. And me and a whole bunch of others can be a beacon of light to be like, it's okay to dream to be here because we're going to be here to help you get here. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. And Russell plans to specialize in pediatrics. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, celebrating pioneers. Prominent women tell the stories of the first women in their families to vote. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you later tonight for our coverage of night two of the Republican National Convention at 10-9 Central. See you then. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.